Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 141, What to Read This Winter. I know that so many of you folks who listen to this podcast love to read. You love books and more books and finding more ways to get more books into your life. I tend to approach my reading life kind of like I do dinner. You might have heard last week's episode, um, number 140, about creating a winter dinner queue. I respond so well to thinking in terms of seasons. My brain is too naturally caffeinated and likes to plan and figure things out. And sometimes things can go a little crazy. So it really helps to look at major categories in my life and make decisions based on the season I'm in. Um, And then I do it again when the next season comes. We did that last week with figuring out what's for dinner, and we'll do it this week with our reading. We are going to create a quick and easy path to figuring out what to read this winter, if that is on your radar, and if you want to make the most of your reading minutes over the next couple of months. Before we do that, quick announcement, The Swap is back. The Swap is a completely digital, downloadable, short ebook I wrote a while back on how to declutter like a lazy genius. The description of The Swap is actually the lazy genius guide to decluttering for life. When the year started, I got a lot of emails and DMs asking, is The Swap coming back? I need to declutter. Uh, I think we all get those uh, January jitters, as I like to call them wanting to like calm our space and clean our clean out our stuff. And um, sadly, what often happens is we get all gung ho and we grab like a giant black trash bag and just relentlessly attack our stuff. So many things get thrown out just because we're over it. Or we pull everything out of every closet and every drawer and we start putting stuff in piles and trying to organize it. And then we lose steam and we're just stuck with rooms that are covered in piles. There is a different way, I promise. So if you want that different way, if you want a clear path through your stuff, check out the swap. It is available through the end of the month. And there's a link in the show notes if you are interested. Okay, let's talk about our reading this winter. I am all for the the approach of just like grabbing the next book when you finish the last one. You might be in a really good reading rhythm and don't see the need to change it at all. And that's fine. But here's why I am being a bit more intentional than that uh, for myself, and you might feel the same. First, reading itself matters so much to me, and likely to you as well. It 
It's fun. It's educational. It's inspiring. It's like stories and imagination. It's all the things, right? Reading is great. And because reading is great, I want to give it not just the time I think it deserves um, and I want it to have, but I also want to give it some direction so that I don't forget how important it is and it actually like takes me somewhere. If you subscribe to the latest Lazy Letter, which uh, goes out every month, you can sign up for that by clicking on the link in the show notes, or you can go to the lazygeniuscollective.com slash join. But I've talked a lot in recent months about being in a reading rut. I, um, I mentioned it in an episode, I think a few months ago when I talked about my fall reading plans, which let's revisit that real quick. My three goals for my fall reading were to read what I want to read when I want to read it, which I very much did. Um, to take a break from my library because my at-home reading stack, it just kept getting interrupted and I kept losing momentum. And I mostly did that. Um, The only two books I got in the entirety of the fall from the library were ones that like were long holds, you know, which I was not going to give that up. Otherwise, I just pulled from my own shelves, which was great. And then the third goal I had in the fall was to not worry about reading a certain number of books because I like to share book recommendations with you all in that latest lazy letter, I sometimes put unneeded pressure on myself to read a lot. And I don't need to do that. Like, it's okay. I also had a list of seven books I wanted to read in the fall. I read four, I quit one, because I just couldn't get into it. And I did not read the other two yet. They're still on my shelf, though, and will likely find their right time eventually. So Setting those goals and making a list of books that fit the goals, um, making a seasonal book stack in the fall, it really helped me be intentional about something that matters, like reading. So what about this winter? And what can this mean for you and your reading? Just like we talked about last week with our dinner cue, think about the season you're in and how you want your reading to serve you in this season. What do you want it to do for you? Um, It could be an escape. You might want to learn about a certain topic or a time in history. Maybe you're wanting to reread something beloved in these likely slower, quieter months. It so helps to just name something simple that you want your reading to do for you in this season and then choose books that serve that purpose. It's really simple, so simple, it almost feels stupid to say, but the simplest things, as we know, are so often the most impactful. Um, We think it's just inconsequential, but you know, which is why we're like, why are we even thinking about this? Like, why are we even taking the time? I'm just going to read. And you totally can. But my reading is more enjoyable when I name what I want to do, what I want it to do for me um, in the season I'm in. So if you've never tried that, maybe now's a good chance to. Okay, so what do I want my reading to do for me? these next couple of months. Two things. One, I want to be immersed. You might remember two episodes ago when I talked about my time in the winter, episode 139. One of the things that I'm doing this season in planning my time is not being on Instagram as much. Not because of some like life altering Instagram is bad reason, but because I know that I'm going to be on it a lot in the spring and summer when I'm telling you all about my book that is coming out. So I'm going to enjoy this season where my internet obligations are like a little slower and a little smaller. So therefore, I want to fill that time with reading, right? And if the reading is immersive, and something that pulls me in and offers me another amazing world to escape into, I am all for that. This is the season for that. So I'm going to choose fiction that matches that. 
The other goal I have for this season in regards to my nonfiction is to learn things that will benefit both my business and my soul in the second half of the year when I'm in book launch mode. So I am choosing some books that can help me share the message of the book well, but they can also help me like name things within me that I don't want to forget when life becomes busy, Um, extremely busy probably. I am also including uh, in my list Bill Bryson because I just love his writing and I want to read it. So, you know, but we'll get to that in a second. So those are my two very simple goals um, or or purposes, if you don't want to use the word goals, of my reading this season. Now, it's not, um, it's not on purpose that I have one purpose for fiction and one for nonfiction. But if that particular rubric kind of helps you in naming purposes for your own reading, because it's just simple, then do that. There are no, there are no rules here. Just ask yourself how you want your reading to serve you in this upcoming season. I, um, I have my list, um, my seasonal stack. It's on the blog. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but I will quickly run through what I've chosen and why, but you don't have to write it down because it's on the blog. Okay. So for fiction, I have nine books. Um, I, the first two are from a trilogy that I mentioned in the latest lazy letter. It is the scythe trilogy by Neil Schusterman. I just got the second book from the library and I will definitely get the third at some point very soon. It is a, you know, it's a dystopian situation where all of the world's knowledge that was stored in the cloud, like coalesced into a consciousness called the Thunderhead. It solved all the world's problems. There's like no poverty or natural disasters. The ozone's back to normal, like all these things. The only problem is overpopulation because people don't die anymore. So the big computer in the sky figured out how to beat death, but people are still having kids. So um, there is a group of chosen people called scythes that are responsible for gleaning the population and they just kill people to keep the population in check. It's bonkers. It's so good. I love it so much. So that trilogy is like top of my list this season. Super immersive. I always have grabbed it when I was reading the first one. And now that I've got the second from the library. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy, and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps, and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is sponsored by Pros. I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, it can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kinder shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazygenius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazygenius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazygenius. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. Next is The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. She's the author of one of my favorite books ever, The Night Circus, and my beloved friend and someone you should be following on Instagram, by the way, Erin H. Moon. Um, she sent it to me as like a really nice present. She heard that I was like really deep down on the library waiting list and she just sent me the book. It was so sweet. But that one is for sure happening soon. I cannot wait to read that. The fourth book is called The Cloven Viscount. Okay, now this is a book I don't even know like even where it's sold. I hope it's sold where you are. I got it at my local independent bookstore and it is so weird and awesome. I'm like a little ways into it. It's it's very macabre and dark. It's about a guy who goes to war and gets cut in half, like straight down the middle. And one side is evil and the other is good. And both sides fall in love with the same woman. <laughs> so it's like really strange. I've had it on my shelf for a while. Um, I picked it up a couple of weeks ago and then I got like two library holds in and so it got shelved again, but it's super short. It's so weird and interesting and I'm really excited to finish that. The fifth fiction book is the next Tana French book, Broken Harbor. I love Tana French. I know that this book, um, it doesn't get the same raves as some of her others, but I trust her. I love the world that she has built with this, you know, Irish police force or whatever. And mysteries are always something that I want to go back to. So I'm excited about that one. Um, speaking of mysteries, I'm also putting on the stack Hush Hush by Laura Lippman. I've never read any Laura Lippman. Um, but I feel like I'll really like her. The description on the back of this book is about some lady who like commits a crime and then pleads insanity and then has like a documentary made about her or something, but she's like maybe actually a master manipulator. I don't know. It sounds great. I love that kind of thing. So that's on the stack. Uh, three more. The 13th Tale by Diane Setterfield. I read her book Once Upon a River last year. I really loved it. 
The story was a little slower. Um, some of you actually um, contacted me about that when they were like, I'm surprised you usually like like really plot heavy things and this story was slower. That is true. Um, but she just has a vibe that I'm so into. The writing feels like walking through fog and darkness and it is just so great and experiential. I really enjoyed her writing and I own the 13th tale. So I'm just going to try it out. Um, Big Little Lies is another one. I've seen the series. I've read uh, several books by uh, Leanne Moriarty, and I loved every single one. So I really want to read this, even though I know the story. Um, This is the one I am a little skeptical about just because I have seen the series and I know the story. But I think that if I give it like two chapters, I'm going to be in because I love her writing. So I'm going to just going to commit to giving it two chapters and I'll probably finish it. But it is enormous. And then the final fiction pick that will actually be saved for the transition from winter to spring is Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry, which has been on several stacks so far. I have yet to pick it up. I think, though, that reading it before a busy season, it will be such a gift. It feels like the right time. Um, It's not like the usual fiction I go for. It's, It's actually not immersive in the way that I usually like to read. But I love his writing. And I think a slower, like, human story will be a great thing to start a busy season. Okay, for nonfiction, and again, I'm choosing books that are hopefully going to help uh, me in like moving into this this next book launch season. So I've chosen six books, one of which I'm reading right now, um, The Body by Bill Bryson. So Bill Bryson is my new writing idol. I had never read him before, but he somehow is teaching um, me about like the digestive system and brain cells and making me laugh and keeping me interested. And it's kind of remarkable. I want to be the kind of writer that teaches kind of wrote dry things in a new way. And he is basically the master at that, which is why the second book on my nonfiction list, um, which is also on my shelf, which is fantastic, is his other masterpiece, A Short History of Nearly Everything. I do not do history. I don't like it. My brain does not like looking back, but I want to, you know, I want to be the kind of person who knows what the Spanish-American War was. Wasn't there a Spanish-American War? I want to understand like sinking ships and wars and movements and revolutions and all those things. And if anybody is going to make me like it, it's Bill Bryson. So both of those picks are really less about like the specific purpose of helping me in the season and more um, learning, not just like the information in the books, which is highly interesting, but learning the craft of writing better by reading his writing. He's just brilliant. Okay, so the other four nonfiction picks will hopefully do what I, you know, need them to do. I am going to read This Is Marketing by Seth Godin before embarking on lots of book marketing. I'm going to read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer to help me eliminate the hurry before my actual calendar hurry begins because it's going to. I'm going to read The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin because I I really love to hear and learn about other people's experiences and finding what makes them feel like a person. It gives me more language to name that for myself, especially, again, going into a season that will likely be busier and more stressful than the one that I am in now. And then uh, finally, I'm going to read Joyful by Ingrid Fattel Lee. It's a book about creating joy in your spaces and your interactions and your life. And I'm all about that. Uh, It feels like it will go really well with one of my favorite books from 2019 called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. I love 
environments and bringing people together in intentional environments. The Art of Gathering is obviously about gathering. And then Joyful, I think, is going to be a bit more like boots on the ground and how to create joyful spaces for those gatherings. I'm super, super excited about that one. I love joy. Joy is great. So those are my books. That's what I'm going to reach for this winter because I want to be immersed and I want to learn some things that will benefit both my schedule and my soul in the spring and summer. So for you, as you move forward from this episode, how do you want your reading to serve you in this season? Name it and then choose a book or 12 that match that purpose. Again, I will have the list on the blog. Um, I will likely have a picture of my stack on Instagram at the lazy genius. So if you want to leave some book ideas or um, show me your own stack and everyone else your own stack, you can leave a comment on the blog post or you can tag me on your Instagram post and use the hashtag winterstack2020. That way we can see what we're all reading. We can all click on each other's winterstack2020. I love talking about books. Thank you for listening to me talk about books. And I hope it gets you excited to read and choose your books this winter. Okay, that's it for today. Don't forget about the swap. It's available to buy for a couple more weeks. And um, I will not be doing an Instagram live this Thursday, because I will be out of town. But I'm going to be with the likes of Jamie B. Golden, Bree McCoy, and Laura Tremaine. So I'm I'm not promising Instagram content while I'm with them, but there is a chance of some shenanigans. So be sure you're following me at the Lazy Genius on Instagram and follow them. They are seriously some of my favorite follows on the internet. Truly, truly delightful humans that share such helpful and funny and enriching. That's the word. They enrich your life in their own ways. So go follow them. I'll put links to their accounts in the show notes too. Okay. Thanks for listening. Now go make your winter stack. I'm so excited to see it. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra and I'll see you next week. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.